Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I am excited for writing season. Me so much. It is so close. I'm so mad. I really want to. I really want to get a Road King. I know. I, I saw Buddy's Road King today. Like uh, Tim picked one up, right? Yeah. And uh, he showed me some pictures today, and I'm like, oh, I want a Road King so bad. I know you hate them. <clears throat> I, do. I don't give a fuck. But go get one. <laughs> Just go buy one. I no no. You've got yeah. <sighs> I'm not there yet. You've got you've got the income flow. I, yeah, you. You've got the promotion. <laughs> I did get the promotion. Uh, I guess we want to talk about Check one, two. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. This is your absolute favorite biker, Mike from Mars, and of course, we have Devin Kickstand Braun and our absolute favorite reoccurring, no longer a guest. He is partner of the show, Justin Bam Butts. What is going on? Happy to be here. I Sup, didn't y'all. fuck it up. <laughs> that was, I love that it. was very professional. <laughs> very professional. <laughs> Almost as professional. Oh, you didn't hear it. Devin shows up to my house immediately. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's go- what did you say? Beautiful fucker. I said, what's up, you handsome motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> And then I walk, the I walk through the crest of the door and Mike's whole family of small, impressionable <laughs> children are sitting there looking at me. Like, oh, I just love Hi. that. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Amanda laughs so much. I love that yeah. my wife laughs at it. She doesn't like, oh, it's so disappointed. She is disappointed, but at least she's <laughs> laughing. I, I had just the deepest feeling of, whoops, wrong room. I misread this vibe instantaneously. <laughs> oh, I did that inadvertently one time. We were hanging out with this this guy. We call him Dirty Dick Bolton, <laughs> and and he lives. This and, can never go wrong. Yeah. And him and his mom live together, and they have a very strange relationship. But what? It, so he shows. He came up, and when we were living in the apartment, he's like, "What am I? Can I come up and hang out?" And I'm like, "Well, is your mom with you?" <laughs> and, and he's like. And I guess he's like, oh, I got to go by. Whatever. <laughs> Turns out she was there. She's very much. Yeah, but, the pro- you know, like over, a, you know, an apartment intercom, you do not know who's on the other end. That's, and I, that's why some conversations will start with your own speakerphone. Yep. Got to let you know. Uh, I had a, a great line would have been, is your mom with you? No. Then no, you can't come up. <laughs> She has to be with you. Oh, so weird. Uh, we went swimming. Are you bringing river, your mom? <laughs> and then she went swimming in her bra and underwear. Very strange. Um, oh, yeah, is, that's a. Is it a Stacy's mom issue? No, or, no, no, Stacey, not, no. She no. didn't have it going on. Not zero. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is odd. It was, uh, yeah, not a good time. I, that is mm. a fellow that never left the nest. Speaking yeah. of fellows, <laughs> just kidding. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> That's a later discussion. That is a later discussion. But the the amount of shit that I take about that is ever increasing. I know. That being said, I, I, I've changed my view on it. Good. I don't know what you're talking about. Can we talk about it a little? Oh, we could absolutely we could talk about it. De- Devin, or no, um, Justin thinks that Matt, uh, Buster should never leave the house. There's no practical reason for no, him why? ever to move out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not young. He's young. I'm going to die soon. There's no, the house will be his, everything, it'll just be his. So there's no realistic reason for it. Why would he ever move out? Because he's going to have his friends call and he's like, hey, can I come come hang over, hang out? And and they'll be like, are you with your mom? 
Is your dad there? Is your dad there? <laughs> With that being said, the reason that, well, initially my first thought is, no, that's a horrible idea. Like you're, you push your kid out. Well, simultaneously, I've changed my, my tactic. You should encourage him to stay. Because he, the more you encourage him to stay, the more he's going to want to get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah, you got to make, make, make it weird, man. Well, you're not wrong necessarily <laughs> about that. It's, it's but genetics. It's, but you know what? Here's the thing. When you look at, at the whole moving out, it's really isolated to North America. Yes. So, that was actually a point I was going to, I was going to interject in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you look at the most of the rest of the world, you live at home at least till you get married, then you buy a house and then you move out with your spouse, yeah. right? Yeah. It's. Or what you do is you like make a compound with your whole extended family. So you've got like a dynasty thing going on. <laughs> like Russians and their colonies and their. Yeah. It fucking works though, man. <laughs> it does. Now, here's the thing. It I just think, does. Look at, look at how they amass wealth. I think it's a patriarchal view of. I never want to cook for myself. So as long as I live at home, my mom's cooking for me. And as soon as I get married, my wife is cooking. I know it's a win-win. As a guy who benefits yes. <laughs> from my wife cooking for me, <laughs> I get it. Well, <laughs> Oh, man. Well, well I mean, you got to think of it this this way. Like, th- I mean, I've seen this brought up ad nauseum. Like, really? Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. Really? <laughs> yes. Hmm. So in in places where... Western culture and Eastern culture are colliding. You're seeing Eastern culture outcompete Westerners because what is happening is Westerners, they get to a point where they're like, okay, son, daughter, you are now going to move out. You are going to be on your own. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a job and then you're going to get married and have a couple of kids and have your own isolated nuclear family unit. And then you will go do that. And then we will split ways and you know, We'll see each other at Christmas or however yeah. long. Where Islamic cultures will have like a whole bunch of brothers together. Like, all right, guys, we're going to run this town. <laughs> we're going to keep overhead low. So we're going to have a couple households that we're going to be in. We'll make sure life is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we are going to pool our resources. Filipinos do it here too. Filipinos do it here too. We're so, going to we're so gonna many pool our re- yeah, we're yeah. going to pool our resources. We're going to look after each other. We're going to have low income. We're going to have the wives and kids at home keep, you know, shit on lock. They're going to cook for yep. us. They're going to do laundry. We're going to go earn and, you know, and we're going to have bank. We're going to have nice cars. We're going to buy businesses. We're going to make equity Yeah. because they're able to, instead of blowing all of their thing on, in, instead of blowing all of their income on their own homes, on their own expenses, on their own things. So really like when you do things the way Westerners do it in this culture, you're actually exponentially increasing financial output mm-hmm. rather than building wealth. And so, what they're doing is they're cutting down on the multiplication factor on expenses and making the same amount of money. Yeah. Together. Yeah. I get it. Well, simultaneously, I don't, I, I, I want no part of it. It's, <laughs> like I get it, it. It comes to. I really do. It, it, it comes down to, do you want. I want to set my son up for the best possible. And, well, it, and okay. And I'm saying, mate, I'm, I think that he should live at home forever because I, 
I'm in my mid forties and he's six. Are, are you, are you being a little selfish though? Yes. Okay. Some of, some of it's on being selfish. It's good for me for him to be at home to take care of me later <laughs> as I get old. Mm-hmm. Cer- certainly. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to set him up for the, the best possible chance in life. And when you're 18, you're, you're dumb as shit and you don't know anything and you think, but you think you do. Yep. And it's the poorest you'll ever be really. And all of a sudden all your purse strings are cut. Everything's cut. And obviously you're oh, trying yeah. to figure it out for yourself. And you're going to, you will See, end that, up with a drinking problem somewhere along the way. You have to. It's yeah. part of growing up. It, exactly. <laughs> All these things. And it's like, why do you want him just, I, I look at it and it's like, I don't want to make his life unnecessarily harder. It's hard enough. But to, I think, I think you are. By, by prolonging that, unless you have some kind of structure plan, like what they do in those areas where they're like, oh, no, we're going to pool our resources so that we can have absolute success. If you don't have a plan set out like that, yeah. you, you still may need, be you, need, you still need to create a man, not just an older child. Yes, yeah. I agree. I have a plan I, I and I'm working towards it. I mm-hmm. think, you know, my, my grandmother passed, she... She let, she, she's going to leave us, there's money coming for education for Buster. Yeah. And I I think what I want to do is I want to, I want to keep amassing rental properties. I think that he should take business management. Yep. And then I think when I'm old enough that, you know, when it's like, when it's my time to pass it on, he'll be set up with a small. Here's Medium a, to small I, rental rental thing set up. He'll have equity in houses. So should he, you know, it's like he's got yeah. a business degree in business management. He can come out, take take the money, he can cash out. He doesn't have to be a real estate thing. He yeah. can cash out, reinvest, do something else. But no, I, I have a plan. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't no. know if it's his plan. He's six. But I, <laughs> I have a plan. It's a good plan. I, uh, it's a we bought a zoo line. <laughs> <laughs> but I, You're trying to force your dream. It's not. It's a good dream. Well, that's, that's it, it, to me, this seems like it's a very thing. reasonable thing. You're never going to die. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the harder things for us though is fighting culture. Cause like yeah. it's, it's hard to fight the cultural, yeah. like, you know, it like message that this is what you do when you grow up. So he may struggle with, he may struggle with that and just outright not want it. Yeah. But I mean, at least there's an option. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, what do you think I'm doing, dude? Like, you know, it's, my dad is not, he does not have retirement set up. No, no, he doesn't. Right. Like right now, what we're doing isn't for me. Yeah. Right now working together is for him. Yeah. And, and also me, like it's cause I'm, I'm using his expertise. Yeah. His connections. His his... connections, whatever, as a tool to set myself up for a better future, you know, and a leg up from what I would be able to do on my own. You're playing the long, I look at what you're doing as playing the long game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for him, like he's only got so many good working years left and he needs a real income to come from what we build of this thing together. And he needs somebody who's more than an employee, more than a manager, he needs like blood loyalty, <laughs> you yeah. know, in order to see that through. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yes, I mean, we have separate homes, but we're actually working towards a common goal as a mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And, and building that for, I, I'm, I'm very blessed that my dad, um, I don't want to say he's good with money. He's very bad with it. <laughs> so he, he's in the same boat of <laughs> hasn't built anything. Well, simultaneously, uh, he's, created an opportunity to build wealth off of, uh, frugality because he bought a friggin' pub and motel for $5,000. Could you, and, and renovated it, whatever. Could you imagine buying an entire house and like a place to live, renovated into a single house 
and be like, all right, this is my place, and it costs you five grand, even even upkeep. Yeah, you'll I be mean, fine. Yeah, my head's exploding. <laughs> well, I mean, just, <laughs> let's, let's let me buying the property was five grand. Yeah, and the, well, no, it came with the building. Came, yeah, buying the property in <laughs> yeah. the building. And mm-hmm. somewhat of it a structure, I'm guessing I'm somewhat. Sure, I'm mm-hmm. sure he spent exponentially more into building it into a Yeah, but not space. having a mortgage, it really helps you put money into that. Mm-hmm. Like whatever yes. money you could be putting into a mortgage, he doesn't have to put into that. He's literally putting it directly into the into the building itself, making everything better. Like uh, it's a whole rising tide lifts all boats kind of things with that community. Like, yes, they could have let just this building go decrepit and get further and further and, and, and just worse. But instead, he's raising the entire community by keeping this one building, which is a yeah. pivotal part of no, the I, community. I greatly respect your dad. I, <laughs> I, I, again, great respect. But in the past, he's like, I couldn't teach you anything about money because I didn't know enough. Uh, and so, yeah, he recognizes where he's <coughs> his failings, and yeah. now but he's even so, doing great with what it. what people knew about money twenty years ago mm-hmm. is not going to always be like the the no. land the well, landscape well, of finances is changing. Well, look yeah. at what it did to the crypto market, right? Everyone's crypto, crypto, crypto. It's like they crypto's got a bonked. joke now. You know, right I, now, right I, now, our I, whole dollar is a joke. Yeah, like. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I think crypto's still a joke. I never bought into it. Well, I'm that's still uh, on the so fence. nobody can explain to me what a crypto mine is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had one guy try, and I'm like, "You're trying so hard that <laughs> I <laughs> guarantee the entire concept is bullshit." Well, that, yeah, no, that, <laughs> I, I, same thing. I'm just like, I'm not trying. I'm I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. But like, what is this? I'm like, and I, I just equate like a gold mine is a tangible thing, right? Yep. You go, you move some dirt, you wash some rocks, all of a sudden you get some gold. Or, yep. or you don't because there's no fucking gold there. But that's like <laughs> it's a tangible thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but how do you mine for something that doesn't Digitally. exist? Digitally. Yeah. <laughs> but like the people. And it uses the, so much power too. It does. Yeah. Legit. What, yeah. like, what you can do in a situation like that though is be like, I know how to play people. Yeah. And yes. all you retards have bought into this thing to a point where there is actually, you've invested your dollars in, mm-hmm. and I'm going to swoop in and try and play the game in order to take your money like a sucker and get out. That's how you make money off of crypto. Yes. Yep. It has nothing to do with the product. It has everything to do with idiots that are sowing their finances into this thing. Yep. And there's, and, and there's but a halo it, effect. But playing that, you can get played too, right? Yeah, like you can that's play right. wrong. Uh, but then there's a halo effect of you get really smart people, like top-notch athletes that have tons of backing. It's like, oh, this is a smart person. He would not make this stupid financial decision. There's no way that he would do this. So if he's got people behind him saying it's a good idea, obviously it's a good idea. No, they paid him to say that. <laughs> they were like, we'll pay you in crypto, which is as good as money. And they got fucked. And I feel bad. I do. I honestly feel bad for people that took a chance on it because yeah. it is not. And then I f- there's certain people you hear where you're like, oh my gosh, like you made the smart decision, but you lost out big time. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, an uncle and aunt that actually, they, they got a couple, a couple bitcoins. Yep. Like a couple of whole bitcoins, which when you hear it, it's like a couple bitcoins. Yeah. Each bitcoin is worth insane amounts of money. Yep. Yes. They got it when it was like worth nothing. Like yep. I think in general, like I think they they cashed out for something like four hundred bucks, you know, just to, oh. just to get out of it <laughs> and then you know invest that in their like in their career sort of yeah. thing, right? Like it was it was nothing. Yeah. And then like it was like four or five years later. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, thousands of dollars. It yeah. blew up huge, and then they were like, oh, 
we would have retired. We could have retired on what? On two cryptos, <laughs> two coins. Yeah. So I, and when the whole crypto thing was really taking off, I was talking to this guy, and his he'd been helping this welder, and the, him and the welder back in the day had been really into crypto, and crypto at one point was ten cents mm-hmm. per coin. Yeah. And so this guy bought a couple hundred bucks in crypto. Oh, wow. Never did anything f- with it. Almost completely forgot about it. Then this, he's, then the helper tells him, hey, it's like it's gone through the roof. <coughs> Bitcoin is yeah. X number of dollars. The guy's like, oh, I'll go check, see how many I have left at lunch. Yeah. And never came back to work. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He would, when, how, however much now, was in his wallet, that again, was that. Not that, everyone's that, a sucker. No. That very minute, he found out he now had fuck you money. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't even need to explain myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, very likely, all his welding gear just stayed there. Every- yeah. Called, got a ride. He's like, I don't, want, I don't want to deal. I don't even want to drive no. this home. No. That's how rich it smells <laughs> like welding. I'm fucking done. <laughs> So not everyone's a sucker. Some no. some people there is the odd person, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, the, but I mean every now and then people make people make that. I mean, like you said, like invest invest a little bit of money here. It's yeah. it's nothing compared a to cu- my budget. Couple hundred bucks, couple hundred bucks, and forget about it. If something happens, woo! But you know, you forget about it, and you look, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the people that sit there, like intensely, mm-hmm. like trying to play the game as if they understand it. Yeah, that kind of get fucked. Yeah. yeah. That's a hundred percent it. Like if it, you I got can, a hot tip, I got a hot tip, and it, if it's hot, you should be able to ignore it for a long time. And it's so hot that they can't get out of their own head. Uh, one of the books I've listened to, um, uh, Millionaire Next, Millionaire Next Door, where they talk about that about these day traders type people. He's like, man, I would have made so much money if I'd stop looking at it. And he gets constantly trading because he felt like yeah. he had to do something. You can't just let it sit. And they'd make so much more money if they would just leave it alone. <laughs> and people can't do it. So I wonder how much of our old dues went to failed crypto attempts. Uh, what was Sorry, one of them? <laughs> our old what? I shouldn't be saying that. Dues. But did oh oh yeah. That whole thing, right from the get-go, <laughs> right from the get-go, the whole thing is blowing up, and all of a sudden you got a new roofing company and coffee shop. I just don't <laughs> think that's how it works. That's a weird thing. <laughs> that it's is amazing. strange. The one thing, it's, this is what, there's, in life, I don't believe in coincidence. I think things <laughs> happen for a fucking reason. Yep. Oh, that just happened? That happened to a line? Yeah. Just out of the blue. <laughs> what a coincidence. Hmm. Hmm. That being said, roofing's a great company. Like, I'm sorry, but that's... Roofing's a good gig, It's man. a you good can make, gig. You can make serious bank. Because nobody wants to as do long it. As you, that's as why as it's a great gig. Anything long, that nobody else wants yeah. doesn't As work. long as you actually put the work in and aren't just a fucking grifter. Oh, yeah. Being a grifter, is, it's never... Uh, 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 it's not a successful pathway. It's, it's weird how... Like, I mean, it's weird how grifters tend to always get by pretty good, but their projects crash and burn. <laughs> Well, because they're they're charismatic. They're oh, on. Yeah. They're on. But the, and, there's, and, and they're, they're like, on to the next. thing. Yes, that's Boom. the thing. They're always Boom. that next thing. Because they're yeah. never. They're always looking down the road, right? They're no. Yeah. They're. Yeah. They that being said, I know a few roofers. They make all their money in the summer, and then they just chill over the winter. They do a job here and there, but they're like, yeah, it's fine. Oh We're, yeah. But they make bank in the. That summer. was our best money that we made last summer. Was doing re-roofs. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like I. Other than the fact that it was backbreaking, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, if we could do like a couple of these a month, like we I, would be set. 
I had the worst roof to do last summer, and I was doing it with an old boy who knew more than I did while simultaneously couldn't work if it was too hot or too cold or too this or too that. And it was just like, fuck, this is never going to get done. <laughs> and it was so frustrating. Yeah. Trying to, trying you need to drive. You can't do that if you're not committed to getting it done. And, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't. The problem was that I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it on my own. I needed I mean, a I mean the, the I mean the royal you, not you as a person. <laughs> I know. But I mean like if – if you're going to try to make money on oh, yeah. doing roofing jobs, you can't grift it. You 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 can't bullshit your way through it. You can't you can't do it. You can't drag ass because when no. the you rubber hits the road, in, you need to get fucking it done move. and move on. Yeah. yeah, because the money's not made from getting the job. The money is from getting the job done quickly, quickly. and if, yes. like well. Yeah. Like that's where the money is actually made. That's like, it's not, that's not as fake it where you make it job. No, no that's, that's <laughs> a get her done. Cause yeah. if you take too long, all of a sudden, all that profit just goes away and you're just sore at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, all you've made is a backache. I remember one of my, I hate to say it, but my favorite part about roofing was the end of the day. Cause you work your ass off all day and we were doing a roof outside of Shetland there. I think we talked about this multiple times, but then you just take your boots off and you grind them into the grass. And it was such a great feeling. Like it, it almost made the whole day worth it. You're like just that, that high or that low of just feeling miserable and sore to the high of how good it felt to just put your feet in the grass. It was weird. Cause it's, it, the work still sucked. It was still hard. <laughs> it was still hot. It was still horrible. But that high of of the op the that other was end that of was spectrum. one of my favorite couple of weeks ever. Even though yeah. it was like really like it was a big job to do. Yeah. But like we had our our camping trailer mm-hmm. like out in Chetwin, like like actually like fifteen minutes out in Chetwin, like yeah, out, so a cool was, down period. Yeah. So you actually had a cool down period drive. Actually, we took our bikes. Yeah. I was gonna come down and meet you at one point, and it just never oh, worked yeah, out. Never never materialized. But no. It was great because like you just went and you worked hard and then when you were done, you went to a really nice campsite away from everything in the foothills of BC and we barbecued food and had beer and whiskey and we just chilled with nothing but bro time. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And we we, we got our drink on pretty good a few nights in a row. (laughs) 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 Just not having the old ladies there to be like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? And there was a reception was horrible too. Oh, yeah, they couldn't even call us. Couldn't even call better. or nothing. It nope. was just... You couldn't get a text unless you went like <laughs> to the building where the bathrooms were. You That's could get right. Wi-Fi there. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> if, if it was working that day. Yeah. Oh. I kind of want to do it again. <laughs> I want to go, go do a hell of a roofing job just like... Nobody says I ever want to go back to Chetwin. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. But that was weird. That was that, more like camping plus making pl- money. Yeah. Well, you are, making the, you are in the foothills of what are the Rocky Mountains, right? Like yeah. It's, yeah. Because yeah, like when, it you is go, pretty scenic. when you go 20 minutes past Chetwin towards Prince George, you actually get into some pretty nice territory. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We were not far off. We we actually took an <clears throat> afternoon or whatever. I, no, yeah. not even an evening. We went yeah. on an evening ride and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we, we, got, we left at like five o'clock from our campsite and went to Azazetta for burgers for dinner. Oh, yeah. that's badass. And yeah. it, was, it was such a good time. And then we rode back and I took a picture of my bike going over uh, certain kilometers. And I was like, oh, I'm like speeding down the road. I'm like, look, my bike hit this kilometer. And they're like, what what, what speed are you going there? I'm like, well, I had to get the speedometer out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> the needle couldn't be in the picture. <laughs> yeah. You had to bury it. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I am excited for riding season. Me so much. It is so close. I'm so mad. I really want to. I really want to get a Road King. I know. I I saw a Buddy's Road King today. Like uh, Tim picked one up, right? Yeah. And uh, he showed me some pictures today, and I'm like, 
Oh, I want a Road King so bad. I know. You hate them. <clears throat> I, do. I don't give a fuck. But go get one. Just go buy one. <laughs> I no. No. You've got Yeah. <sighs> I'm not there yet. You've got the you've got the income flow. I, yeah, you, you've got it. the promotion. You got. The, I did get the promotion. Uh, yeah. I guess we haven't talked about the promotion. I got a promotion. We'll see if it's a good. Pro- I, I'm. I'm happy. <laughs> it's a. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step I think. in the right direction. <clears throat> and as much as it may not make the big bank of you know twelve hour days and being out in the field and getting LOA, I get to see my kids. I'm yeah. like, man, home the every day. Home every day. Uh, a little bit of a pay bump. Like it's. I don't. I don't care. Benefits. I get to see my kids and I get to take care of my family. There's little to no downside to it. Yeah. I think the, I, there is one downside. It's so much more work. Like you're physically working. <laughs> you're actually, you're putting yeah. in honest 10s. Honest, honest 11s. Like you're actually working the whole, like you can't, you could sit on your ass, but they'll notice. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be that guy. So yeah, no, there, it's actual work. And that's, that's the hard, that is the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. So, ooh. and everything is your fault. I know. I just, I just hired a guy today that just got out of the oil field. Oh yeah. I'm like, so why'd you leave the oil field? He's like, it was too boring. All I did was sit in the truck and then, <laughs> and then wait for people to get shit done. And then the couple times when I did go to work, then you were working in freezing cold and in mud. And then things were so tense that you didn't have time to take a break to warm up. <laughs> It's like, it was like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, and then suffer. Hurry up and wait. And sounds, then... <laughs> sounds like he was working with a welder doing tie-ins. That's... <laughs> you know a guy? <laughs> no, that's just that, that's, that is the plight that, of big that, tie-ins. Yes. That is, yeah. That's uh, like, there's nothing to do, nothing to do. Holy fuck, we have to do everything in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, holy fuck, there's nothing to do again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah, one of the big downsides of oil field is hurry up and wait. And then when you're going, you're fucking, I I realized, okay, so I got offered the position and I was humming and hawing, humming and hawing because was an opportunity somewhere uh, along the line that would have been made big money for a short amount of time. And I was humming and hawing and then I started shoveling tracks. And in that moment, I'm like, fuck this noise. (laughs) I had to do it a few more times after that, but I'm like. But at that moment, you knew the choice was clear. I'm like, Yeah. The beard is coming back. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> that other that other opportunity wasn't it didn't. It's not as it, lucrative as it. Well, could it, it's it's just not a shining star. Mm-hmm. It's not as shiny as it could have been. Yeah, which is which is yeah. And 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 imagine uh, if I shot for that big one and be like, oh, it wasn't what I thought it was. Yes, and that's a, that's actually been the reality of what that the for the the guy that went in your place fortunately has done really well. Yeah, but. Quite a few others have been sent home early. Really? Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that you would have fallen in where where that would have landed. No. Not because we have no whatever, no knowledge of what actually happens. But but, uh, we've seen quite a few people come back early on that. Mm. So it's like <clears throat> the long game worked out for you on this one already. Yeah, honestly. and 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 really, I'm working with a great crew, some people that actually lo- like the position that they're in. Nothing's worse than people that really don't want to be there, and they're just, oh, this is a fucking job. And it's like, yes, it's a job, but they, they're they're happy to be there and doing it. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, they're happy. You have with a good being crew. Town, so I'm I'm very happy with the people. I don't give a fuck if y'all are listening. <laughs> I'm gonna speak nice of you. Yeah, Jeremy's hard as fuck. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Good guy. <laughs> So, um, that being said, we made fun of one of them last week, so, which will be released. You You just have to. Oh, I made fun of him pretty good. He's a flat earther. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, everyone taking y'all listening. And to, and to like a a two thirds retarded flat earther. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. So I mean, there are some that know that know their stuff at the very least and can put together a cogent argument. Yeah, his. And his, then there's some that you're like regurgitating you arguments. On, you were dropped on your head as a baby, weren't you? Oh yeah, no. He's a, like a lead chip baby. Paint chip. <laughs> Paint chip. Just licking walls, li- living under power lines, and everything. No. <laughs> Just. Hey, is that a thing? I've a, actually never heard that one. Under power lines? Under power? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, huh. yes. <laughs> what was it? Tommy Boy, he's like, did you live under power oh. lines? <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're not supposed to eat produce that grows under power lines. It's a thing. Oh, okay. Interesting. I wonder if that's a conspiracy theory or it's legit. Well, oh, c- certainly it is. That if, if that was the case, then you'd never sell Alberta wheat because there's oil all, and gas. It's all oil and gas and then yep. everything around it. Oh, it's contaminated. Wrong. Wrong. It's like we've all been eating this for many, many years. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always been contaminated. Yes. That's the thing. It's, it's Nothing's changed. It's just you are aware of it. Is that is a placebo effect to that pic- point where- The pictures that float around on the internet of all the birds in the tar sands- yeah. That picture was taken in the 70s. Yeah. They just, they've been using the same picture keep for the last 40 it. years. It's a great picture. Yeah, well, it illustrates <laughs> their point well. Once. Don't, yeah. It's like, don't let facts get in the way yeah. of your argument yeah. here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, no, it's it's it's, uh, it's been a good week. It's been a good... Uh, Devin, you missed the last recording session. Uh, I did. It's you weird. had a hell of a week. You and were working I'm, yourself And off. I'm going to miss next week. <laughs> I thought that'd break it to you on the air. Ah! Well. All right, if you want to be a guest on the Blue Collar Philosophers, um, you got to get in line. Yeah. I got so many people that want to be here. <laughs> this is a good time. <laughs> it is a good... It is such a great hang. I think that... Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Our wives can't really contact us in here because we know they know we're doing our thing. So is this like uh, going camping without, you know, really? Because it's like, oh, it's an excuse to hang out. We'll simultaneously have a couple drinks and be like, oh, we're pre- creating. Yeah, we're creating content. We're doing something <laughs> very important and passionate to us. I don't. Or is it just a you know what? I li- I liken this to the the normal fact of life that men of culture got to have in the 1800s. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go to the study, drink brandy, and talk politics with your friends. It's a, it's a tradition. You, yes. It's you, a tradition. This is, you know, you smoke cigars, you go to the study. All right, the men are retiring for manly talk. <laughs> yes. That is what we get to do. <laughs> we, we, are, we are resurrecting through podcasts the spirit of the 1800s cultural, the 19th century cultural man. I, w- I really want to, <laughs> I really want to get a sign on the door that says the patriarchy and just be like, I'm going to go to the patriarchy. <laughs> I think the patriarchy gets a bad rap. I mean, is I, it really I all agree. that bad? It's not. It's great. It's. I, I would say it's one of the best things that ever happened. I mean, my church literally has a guy called the patriarch for <laughs> every for every country. That's ah oh, man. Orthodox have everything. They just own it. <laughs> just like, they they just really do it. have a lot of stuff. I did think of something today that was kind of weird. Okay. Um. Have you ever thought of the word manager? Oh yeah. Doesn't doesn't it sound just ever so slightly like man in charge? It's manager, not womager. Yeah, not womager. <laughs> manager, man in charge. Is it a coincidence or is it like I didn't look it up? That's the thing. I heard, I thought of it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I walked away. I wonder what the roots of manager are. Like, what? I, like the what's the what's the word for uh, the roots of a word? Adam. Uh, Okay, next. You're going to watch me struggle, aren't you? You know it. <laughs> you, need, you need to go to a Starbucks <laughs> and 
Make make sure you order something that you know they're going to get wrong. And when they give it to you wrong, pull full patriarch, patriarchal Karen and be like, where's the man in charge? I would like to speak to somebody of, of intelligence about what is going on oh, in this establishment. Don't assume my gender by. You're going to get, you would get put up for hate crimes. Oh, I, like, I did that. You're the manager. You don't look like a man. <laughs> Show me your penis. <laughs> How can you be the manager when you clearly have a vagina? <laughs> Are you one of those trans peoples? <laughs> I identify. go <laughs> the trans. Are you the one trans. of the transes? <laughs> the transes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That's so great. Oh. Uh. <laughs> okay. First, you go. You got to grow your mustache enough to do the handlebar thing. <laughs> Oh, then I, yeah, then I got to shave just for a bit. Just for <laughs> it worth it. <laughs> Fucking worth it. Who doesn't want to get lifetime bannings from Starbucks? <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I just order a large coffee. Like, uh, a what? Fuck. It's a large. Yeah. They don't even they got mm, I hate fucking Starbucks. I go that's there why with, you, that's why you that's where you got to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> Get my wife to order it for me. Uh, it's one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I I never go there because I, I never want to wait in line for that long to get a fucking coffee. Even a fancy coffee. I'm if like, just, the line's if, not <clears throat> worth it to me. Like I'm. It's uh, not. But you know what? You don't wait in line. You just do the fucking app. As long as you order for the app on your way over, you'd order 10 minutes early. You just you get a little text when See, it's ready. See, you, you are built for the new world in a way Mike and I aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's funny because here I, I am and I complain about you. until I'm driving by, let alone tw- 10 minutes early. He's going to plan these things. <laughs> I'm pure id, baby. <laughs> just uh, just Moment to moment. This, this winter was terrible for me. It was the most basic I ever was. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because they had this fucking pumpkin spice chai tea thing and oh, I fucking yeah. needed it. <laughs> was awful. I went um, full white guy at Valentine's Day. Full white dude. We went for sushi. I want the dynamite roll and the prawn killer. It's got the word prawns, which I love, and killer. Yeah. Yeah, I want the prawn killer. Yeah, I want the hardest. I want the hardest sushi I can get. (laughs) Not raw, not spicy, not this. Like, it's got a little kick to it. But still, it was just the most basic white guy thing to get. And I'm like, I just want to be a basic white guy. (laughs) I recognize it in the moment. Like I, I don't want to pretend the... like I'm cultured. Yeah, I I'm don't... not a weeb. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want raw anything. I don't want to See, try I lo- something. Sp- I, I love that shit though. I'm just like, give I... me, give me that like the salmon or the tuna, just cut up and just slices of raw. I don't care. I do not like, care yeah, for it. I I'll never it. order it for myself unless I'm trying to impress. Somebody I'll order my wife. two with nobody looking. <laughs> really? Yeah, and they're like, you want all this for yourself? I'm like, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> If I stuttered, I'd want four. Like, it would have been great. <laughs> I ruined it for myself when I was 19. How? A new bar opened in Campbell River, the Voodoo Lounge. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. No, it was. <laughs> I w- And I had to go, and there was a sushi bar in this new bar. And it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm 19, and I am drunk. <laughs> and it's like, oh, do you know and what Asians I need? everywhere. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I need? <laughs> I need fucking sushi. So I have sushi. Of course, the sushi doesn't last long. Nope. No. It turns. It turns. And then it's pretty violent on the way out. So that was the- That's that. That was that. That was the end of sushi. That, you just haven't, you haven't a, given a, a second try. You haven't- 
Fuck no. Fuck no. Well, I okay. No, I, I did that with you know, whiskey, and then I was like, oh, do you know what's great? Whiskey. Like I destroyed whiskey for myself. Well, yeah, in the no, 20s. I well, I had a drinking problem, so yeah, no, I've been there. But like, one, okay, so one time I drank a forty pounder Goldschlager by myself. That horrible idea. Never drank it again. Yeah, but that stuff is bullshit. <laughs> it is. I don't <laughs> think that's real fucking gold. <clears throat> by the way. Well, it, I think they get away with saying edible gold. Like it's oh. like you know, like McDonald's get away with one hundred percent beef. Oh, it's I thought it was real company. gold. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I was really stupid at the time though, and no. drunk. <laughs> You're eating, drinking gold slug. If it was real gold, you would die from from heavy metal poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? I, well, right? I was like worried about my insides getting tore up. I, but I, I threw up a lot of blood, so I wasn't sure what was happening. So, sorry, what? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you got to bury the lead on that one. You like <laughs> you just blew you right past that. You ended it with, oh, I threw up, threw up a bunch of blood. Sorry. Hold on. Well, you drink a 40-pounder by yourself in an evening. Never done it's that. It's like instant ulcer. Huh. Well, I tried to drink a 60. I couldn't never, but I could drink a 40 pounder by myself. See, I avoid heartburn by drinking extra whiskey so that I don't feel. Well, I didn't like, want to get. If I, if I drink only one whiskey, I, I get a little heartburn. I'm like, yeah, you're talking like little, little, little things of whiskey. We're I talking know. a bottle. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I, I, that, this is how soft I am that a few glasses and I'm happy where he's like, I need a 40. Well, that member Dave, I would be a good after Dave for drinking the mix. Uh, anyway, I yeah. really like, I, when I said I, I didn't have a positive al- relationship with alcohol, it's like, I needed it. The other thing was drugs. People talk about, oh yeah, we were doing all this Coke and it was so fucking great. No, I was mad at everybody in the room because <laughs> like, everybody wants to talk and it's social and this and that. And it's like, no, we're here to do fucking drugs, people. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like all your chit chat is just longer before the mirror gets back to me and I would get mad. <laughs> it's like, I just want my turn. I just want my drugs. What the fuck? I'm starting to feel again. <laughs> yeah. Can we fix this? That is the most Justin way I've ever heard <laughs> waiting Dude. for drugs described. <laughs> that is so you like in oh. every way. <laughs> That's, I'm so happy these things aren't part of my life because it was just like, just create all this inner anger. It's like, just fucking shut up. We're oh, here for- that's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> most of us, most people say that cocaine is a hard drug. Where does hard drug start in your books back in the day? Was cocaine like, did you consider it something hard back then? Or were you like, I'm not doing heroin. That's a hard drug. Yeah. Well, that, that <laughs> heroin was the line. Heroin and crack. No, that's it, the finish line. That was, <clears throat> that was, you, that was you, hard. You've won, you've won at this point. You've won. <laughs> you've won I the never want, I never did crack and I never wanted to do heroin. Yeah. That was just. That was, that was hard drugs. That was so, hard drugs. To me, co- coke is a pretty hard drug. That's, that's. I don't a, know. It didn't seem that. <laughs> it didn't seem that hard at the time. No, no. <laughs> Pretty I, easy. I, I like ecstasy was worse for me. Really? Yeah, because ecstasy lasts for a really long time. Yeah, but doesn't it make you feel? Well, yeah, but sometimes you don't want to feel, or sometimes it's a bad feel. Yeah. I don't know. I one time it was like five in the morning. And we'd been doing ecstasy for two days and I just started screaming at Brian. I don't want to be fucking high anymore. I don't want to be fucking high anymore. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And it's, I'm pal- <laughs> he's like, drink fucking milk. So I've got a four liter of milk. And I'm just like, ah! Milk's running down my face. It's just like, fuck, I'm still high. <laughs> That's a fuck up. But Coke. It's like, so good. <laughs> so much milk. Yeah. 
I don't. And it's, I Where don't did he think, get the idea that milk was gonna help? I, you know what? I mean, what do you say when it when a giant angry high Justin is like in your face? Yeah, like you just you're just throwing up. Uh, yeah, keep in mind, it's like he was trying to sleep. I'm in my underwear screaming at him. I don't want to be fucking high. <laughs> And he's like, drink your milk. Yeah, just drink milk. So I got this four liter and I'm like, squeezing. Ah! <laughs> Assuming that it's going to be this instant relief of the oh. eye that I'm at. Oh. oh, I'm so happy that you went through such horrible shit. I feel bad for being this joyous at such a strange <clears throat> thing. Oh, I know it's going to tie into our subject a little bit. So, um,. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah. But they do make for many hilarious stories. Yes, no good story make... starts with a salad. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is like, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was praying this one time. <laughs> oh, Flanders. Yeah. He would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We need to send this one to Flanders and see how much he's how, how much of it he can get through. <laughs> We haven't talked about tattooing a hundred dollar bill on your dick yet, so he's like, well. Now we have. So. I still can't so, believe that was so a line that threw moment. me off. Yeah, why? Why is that? You should quantify what your body's worth to you. Yeah, fundamentally, okay. A hundred dollar bill on your dick maybe is a weird thing, but you actually should quantify what your body's worth to you. It's yeah, like, because well, it's your you body. Put, you only you get you one. Put no value on it, then it's like, oh well, I haven't really thought about it. I'm yeah. like, well, maybe you should. Yeah, because you're doing work to it. Every single day that you're working really, like you see these people. That sounds like, that sounds like just the beginning of a conversation (laughs) when you want to get your significant other to (laughs) let you do OnlyFans. (laughs) Like this is the, this is how you start that conversation. Honey. We need to quantify. You get it for free. I'm charging other people. So you're getting a deal. (laughs) <laughs> like, you, like how, how do you start that conversation other than we need, you know, let's have a talk about like, you know, what, what is philosophy and stuff. What is the value of a body? Well, I so, was going to talk about putting I mean, that's, your, that's like, how you justify, work. that's how you justify the slippery slope that leads to you, <laughs> totally you know, riding or, you know, riding a, a, a thing that's going. You watch that, you watch that Shane Gillis video. video yeah, video. the Shane Gillis one. <laughs> so. I got, maybe this is a bad time and I hope my wife never fucking listens. They never do. She did the odd time. But I, my wife has very, very large breasts. So I'm like, we can make really good fucking money on OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into this. Other dudes are into this. That's exactly what I said. You you should have started with, fundamentally, we should quantify what a body is worth. You should have start, started. You should have started there. Scientific. You don't start at OnlyFans. If I there's just, one thing women respond to very well, it's logical arguments. Well, it's, <laughs> at least, well, at least three quarters of the month, anyways. Yeah, I should have fucking. And maybe if I would have brought some stats to the table, like, here, look how much money they make. Oh, <clears throat> never started OnlyFans. All right. You got to work your way in. I'm just not bright. Uh, <laughs> Neither are we. Ever want to see a fungal toe? Check out my OnlyFans. You will you will make bank. Uh, yeah, I've actually thought about the feet. I'm like, I wonder if I, I wonder if I can make money off my because I don't care what people think of my yeah. feet. I don't care if a dude's jerking off to him. <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's okay. my feet. All right, so you need to have mysterious feet appear on it and then call it polyga feet. Would you be okay with people jerking off to your feet? Now, 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 
I was going to say, I'd be but upset if they weren't jerking now. off to my feet. Thank you very much. Like, I realized before it might have been a little bit too much, but now Flanders is gone. He's, he's totally he's, gone. He's he's like, gone. Flanders has exited the building. I'm so, sorry. Oh, uh, I used to have a gay roommate, and it's like <clears throat> the day I moved out, and there'd been a couple little things, but the day I moved out, he's in my room at like 3.30 in the morning, and he's kind of like sweaty and weird. And I wake up with him like, hey man, how you doing? At least he didn't scream, I don't want to be high anymore. No, <laughs> like, no, no. That came later. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, uh, I need a phone, your phone card. And I'm like, bro, you've got an Apple phone and I have Android. You've got to get out of my room. <laughs> then he, uh, went, he, went uh, to work, he went to work in the morning and I moved out. And yeah. Yep. I, I never had a gay roommate. Did, no, you didn't. You went, well, you went to Bible school. They might I mean, they like could have been. They would, they would have been very closeted yeah, in that environment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's possible. It's, yeah. it's possible that they have. Oh, maybe I did. He's, okay. a bit of a, he's a bit of a swinger now. Do tell. Well, he has a podcast, <clears throat> something about, uh, well, it's got an upside down pineapple on it. And I used to be roommates with him. Hmm. Have you listened to it? Of course not. <laughs> I am I am actually morbidly curious <laughs> now to see what, because I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I am morbidly curious now to see what his upside down pineapple podcast is about. Now I'm curious. I don't remember the name of it. I'm just going to put it out there. <clears throat> don't remember the name. I got a picture of it if on you, my phone. If you, if you type in upside down pineapple podcast, you probably won't find it. No, no. This probably has some name like Swingers Are Us or uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to speak disparagingly of him while simultaneously I really do. <laughs> So there's a, there's Does that a, make you gay though? There's well, there's welder. So, so this is the thing that this was the, this is the first thing that happened and I should have fucking known, but we were, we all used, we worked at the safety company and there was like six or eight of us drinking together. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this fucking whisper, Justin, I want to suck your dick. And I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Cause there's <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah. It's like, there's no women here. So this is fucked. Yeah. And so. Then it's like, you know, half an hour later, Justin, I want to suck your dick. And then I'm like, no, I fucking, I'm hearing this. And then, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, this is weird. And I'm like, I got to Did go you home. know where it was coming from? No. Well, I had an idea because we all knew, yeah. but we were all friends. So I didn't think that was the thing. You, you didn't think he'd make the move? Yeah. And then, so I'm at work a couple of days later and one of the other guys, like he was my cross shift. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, did you hear something the other night when we were drinking? And he's like, what? No, I don't know. What do you mean? And I'm like, motherfucker, you know exactly. (laughs) And he's like, you know, I heard it too. And it was weird as shit. And it's like, yeah. It's almost like seeing a UFO. You don't admit to it to anybody because otherwise you have to admit it to yourself. Yeah. No, it was very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I had, um, I was going to school with this dude and, um. He made fun of me for some reason. Like, just, I don't know. You know how you just bust yep. on your, you're busting balls. And he, bu- he was busting my balls about something. He's like, oh, yeah, your nose. He just made fun of my nose in a weird way. I'm like, well, mm. that's, no, that's weird. Okay. And he's like, just kidding. You have a beautiful nose. I suck whipped cream off of it. And he's a, he was a comedian. Whoa. That is he, a, he was an actual comedian. That's he, still, that's very specific. It was. <laughs> that is very specific. But again, it was like, well, that's weird. And I was like, no, he's just. Being a retard, I don't know, whatever. And I just thought nothing of it. And then, like, a few weeks later, it's like, oh, yeah, he's bi. And I'm like, oh, that changes everything. Yeah, no, he's bi-curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a yeah. very funny comedian. Yeah. He, he did a after hours kind of dark jokes and stuff like that. Well, not dark. Well, maybe. They were just edgy. You know, like, edgy. oh, I got a, I got a movie ticket that says fun with Dick and Jane because I really wanted a movie ticket that said fun with Dick on it. 
And I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not bad. He really? did it better, probably. Yeah. He yeah. did it better. I'm, sh- I'm positive he did. It was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Throw shade. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. Oh. Oh, so anyway, speaking of alcoholics, drug addicts, and everything else, let's talk about AA. I almost feel bad that we want to even touch on it because we don't have anybody who's been through it to represent. Unless, did you ever, you never went to meetings. Well, I went to a meeting. A meeting. They turned me away. <laughs> like, nope. Well, I didn't want to stop drinking. I just wanted to learn to drink more responsibly and turns out that's not necessarily <laughs> that's not the premise. The, it's not their you're jam. Gonna, you're going to derail it's all the other people. It's not their jam. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, like, I'd realized that alcohol had lost. It's like, I just lost my ability to control alcohol. And yeah. it's like, I just, I thought, I thought that I would always maybe have a glass of wine mm. with a nice dinner yeah. or like a beer on a hot day. And I kind of thought- Maybe I could go there and just like learn to dial it back in moderation. Yeah. Oh, that, that program is for pure abstinence. Yeah. You know, there's no room for moderation yeah. in that. So and they're like, you got to go. lo and behold, that is kind of the route that you want up going anyway. Well, just with, just without the program. Yeah. Without the program. And which is bet in, in full circle in learning about myself. Yeah. No, I, I have a stomach condition. I can't drink now. If I had to drink, if I had one ounce alcohol, I'd be sick for three days. It's brutal. That sounds it, horrible. It, no, it's fine. It's good. I shouldn't yeah, no, drink. No, no, hor- horrible for me. Like if I had that, I'd be like, oh, yeah. now I have to deal with my self thoughts. Yeah. Or- <laughs> but it was. It's good. Yeah, I haven't had a, like I haven't had any alcohol in just about ten years. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Basically, as long as I've been married to Melody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. And here's the thing: I I never want to speak disparagingly of people coming through it because some people they'll break it down and be like, "Oh, let's talk about it." More. Sounds like there's a butt coming through. No, I, I okay, never good. I never want to say it. I want to be the good for you with a whiskey in hand, literally saying, "No, that's awesome, good." Like if you, I'm I never want to push anybody to drink unless they haven't actually ever had one. Like my brother, my brother was a bit of a stick in the mud when it comes to that because he's like, oh, I don't need to learn my limits. I don't need, like, but he had a bad understanding of alcohol because of my past and my relationship with it, and seeing it through his lens. And yeah, maybe I went a little crazy in his lens, but I don't, compared to Justin, I'm <laughs> fucking schoolboy over here, <laughs> or uh, Cubs. What is the the Boy Scout. That's it. Boy Scout. Yeah, I'm a Boy Scout comparatively to what you've been through and what I've been through. I'm like, yes, I may have had a problem, um, you know, not spending extra money, but I never sucked dick for. I never, I never did anything to make it so I couldn't buy groceries and alcohol. Oh, groceries always went first. Rent always went first. Bills always came first, and then whatever was left over went to alcohol. I've heard alcoholics use that. Use that defense. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Everything went to booze and then I scrambled to do the rest. Yeah. Now working at a bar <laughs> where you have just access. To access. Yeah. Wasn't positive. And, and good relationships with the bartenders and. Great relationships. Even managers that are willing to look the other way. Well, that's, that's, yeah, my friend was the manager at the one bar. I was the DJ and he was the manager. There was just, there was just an unlimited supply of free booze. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a key to the liquor room, that's a mistake as an alcoholic. Yeah. So, but even with my brother there, I kind of pushed him, not pushed. I, I encouraged him to really analyze why he thinks something. And I think listening <coughs> to this podcast and then being able to, 
refine his thoughts a little bit. He was like, I think I can have a whiskey. Like, I'd, I'd like to try something. If I'm going to try something, I don't want to just drink beer. I'm going I'm to try something. I don't think he's had a second, a, another whiskey since then. Otherwise, he would have told me. Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of, and he's like, oh, what do you recommend? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to buy you your first yeah. drink. I would say no. there's probably a, there's probably a 6% chance that since that time he has turned into a raging alcoholic <laughs> and it just doesn't want to doesn't <laughs> doesn't want you to find out that you're the cause and then one day one six, day six percent why yes. why six and one day you're just gonna find out from a relative like oh yeah no he he, he lives, went right he lives, off the rails he lives under a bridge now you maybe <laughs> haven't heard about his next whiskey because it's just been a steady stream yeah, I mean, since then he hasn't sort of, I just ruined his life yeah, yeah you just <laughs> casually <laughs> casually ruined his life by by expanding his perspective a little bit <laughs> there's a six percent risk to these things six six per- i'm really curious how you came up with six percent did you like count the ways i don't know it had to feel significant by all but also having a caveat of this is highly unlikely <laughs> yes very unlikely I, I yeah his wife would let me hear the end of it well so i was like i'm really glad my brother got to enjoy whiskey with me but his relationship my relationship your relationship three different relationships yeah well i came out of it through um People pointing out that they kind of knew me as being a drinker. Like, people I, d- I didn't think anything of. Uh, this one girl, I went to go to this hangout with a bunch of people, and I was like, I want orange juice. So I bought a jug of orange juice, like a, well, a liter and a half, and I'm sitting there drinking orange juice. And I'm like, hey, you want something? Because pretty girl, whatever. And she's like, is it just orange juice? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, okay, just wanted to make sure. And I'm like, she still said no, but she asked if it was just orange juice. <laughs> And and in that moment, I realized, I'm like, oh, this is how they see me. Okay. And so I started doing a lot, a lot of self-analyzing and recognizing that uh, that's not how I wanted to be viewed. And I got to quit for a year, year, two years, a few years. It was one of the last bad, bad, bad drunks I went on. <laughs> and this is so embarrassing, but here it is. <laughs> I'd went out drinking and I come home. I was living with Ryan still. We were living in the townhouse. Mm-hmm. And I threw up in the sink at some point in the night. And I must have tried to flush it or rinse it yeah. away down the drain. And I left the water run for I don't know how many hours. Six or eight? Yeah. And during that time, I went back to bed, vomited in my bed, urinated in my bed like it was... Whole nine yards. The, yeah, as bad as it, yeah, as bad as it gets. So it's now like noon or one o'clock, and I don't know if Ryan comes home from work or if he'd slept in or what. But all I hear is Ryan's door open. I hear him go down the stairs, and he's fuck. And I'm like, oh fuck, this is weird. <laughs> then he runs up the stairs. Yeah. And he does something in the bathroom. Runs down the stairs. Fuck, fuck. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh, man, I better go back to sleep. He says that. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up, pounds on the door. <gasps> it's raining downstairs. You threw up in the sink and plugged the sink, and the cat's terrified. The cat, the cat is, ter- is terrified. Cats. Cats. Then I had to dry it all out. Fortunately, there's no damage, really. And, yeah. Well, especially in a townhouse, because that... that, that could have been. It could have been really bad. Yeah, I actually. I know how I, dirty those places. I remember be. going to check out the water damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. But yeah, that is a. That was. That, I imagine that was hard to to see in front of you. 
yeah, that was like the aftermath of all of that. It's like, okay, there's like, there's just no control here. There's no, it's no there's nothing reasonable about this. Yeah. And it was just, things have to be different. I'd already like, I'd become <coughs> a believer at that point, but it was a slow transition, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's transition's different. That's Think, you know, yeah. Drugs, like, I stopped doing drugs immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never, I never touched cocaine ever again. But alcohol was a... Uh, For some people, it's harder to quit alcohol than those other things. Like, it's funny. <laughs> cigarettes is like, every, I, I could, I could start smoking now and smoke a pack of cigarettes a day for the next two years and then just yeah. stop and it wouldn't bother me. I like, it's just one thing. So, I, so at that point it wasn't about the stomach condition though, was it? No, no, it was just about, I just, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. And then it through, I may like, I was, I was getting so violently sick, but I was drinking so much. So it was hard to say. Which was which, whether the, when the stomach, the, what, it's GERDs, whatever it was, yeah. triggered that, whether it was the excessive, who knows, but mm-hmm. yeah. that, but yeah, it was definitely like. Well, the alcohol could be also yeah. masking I, the relief that you're getting. It's like, oh, I'm getting relief. It's like, no, you're just becoming more sick for later. Yeah. And it, I had this rule. You couldn't talk about what I did the night before because it was always fucking outrageous. It was always like. Just so dumb. I've heard some stories. Only the thing is, I know I've only ho- heard like a percentage of stories, and even the ones you have shared, I'm like, holy fuck, that's, that's a different person than I can imagine you being. Oh, and I, never again. It's that people ask me about it, and it's been, it's been like a long time and stuff, and they're like, don't you miss this and that? And it's like, I've got half an hour of like funny, cool stories about. 10 years or 15 yeah. years of my they, life. They, they stop because But after, funny, they after stop. a certain amount of telling it, you're like, okay, this is... This is sad. Yeah. yeah now, we're is, in the, now we're in the sad shit. Yeah. Because it's not like... <clears throat> it wasn't all fun. It wasn't, no. No. It wasn't all positive. Not at all. Yeah. And so with that, we, we all have a pretty clear consensus of alcoholism is bad. And... What I'm getting to is Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes. As an organization. Yes. Is what 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 is your view on it? Mixed. I have mixed feelings about AA. In in reality. Yeah. You know, it's. I think that overall they do a good thing. They're taking people that <clears throat> don't have a positive relationship with alcohol. Yeah. And they are helping people get off alcohol. Yeah. Do I necessarily agree with how they're doing it? Um, I am a Christian, despite factoring what you might think of <laughs> from what you've heard tonight. We all are. Um, and they talk, they talk about the, the, odd, about the odd Flanders out there might try and take away your Christian card, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I won't be accepted in the your next God card. <laughs> the next meeting. Do you do you not have your God card? Oh, I forgot. Mine's it. in the mail. Oh, I might. Godly man card. Godly man card. Oh my gosh. That's another conversation for another day. Yes. It's only a one-time payment of $888, folks. Well that that is a good question. Because here's the thing. If you're if you're looking at the if you run down the Christian like checklist for my life, yeah. I'm actually knocking it out of the fucking park. Oh yeah. But I am I very seldom go to church. Like yeah. but when I was 
when people are talking about being on fire for Jesus, there was a time where I was, you know, praying over people. We were going down to the shelter. We were doing all these things. I'm still had the odd night I was drinking and like, not even odd night, more than not probably. But there was, you know, I was still overcoming a lot of stuff. And if you would have looked, looked at my life, you know, women, this, that, there was a lot of things that weren't necessarily Christian, but, but I on was, the surface, this, like I was doing more, did, I was doing more of the Lord's work and doing yep, I'm, more I'm, of that. I'm but, ministering to these people in the bar. Hand me another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So oh, I remember I was there arm in arm with you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to your opinion. Of, so oh, alcohol is not Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Sorry. But what, what, what I was trying to say, but but you can't chalk something. It's and I went back when when God has revealed Himself to you. You can't deny that. And you have all these people that effectively saying they're believing in God. It's like I'm taking a higher power on. Well, which higher power are you taking on? Can yeah. we get clarity on this? No, no, they can't do that. No, they can't. That goes against the rules, right? And it's like in the Bible <laughs> it says, "I am the Alpha, the Omega, the only. I am the one, the true, the only. It's the way, the only way is through me." Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. Uh, but then they're trying to say higher power, and it's like, I get it. There's a bunch <clears> of steps. It's good. It, it, the, the message, the program is positive, but it's a convoluted message. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a truth wrapped, or it's a, it's a lie wrapped in truth. Yes. Where it has this idea of, yes, you need something bigger than yourself. I, I do think that. Now, if you could point yourself in the right bigger, the higher power, that'd be great, because if you choose the wrong one, you're going to Id- idolize self. And yes. I think that's one of the, or at least your, at least your own understanding of what you think God to be. <clears throat> and I think that's, I'm, uh, I'll save mine. Devin, <laughs> what, are, what is your view on Alcoholics Anonymous? Yeah, again, it's one of those things where I haven't thought about it a terrible lot. Like I've thought about the question about a God of your own understanding. And I've got thoughts on that. The rest of the program I'm like, who am I to judge? Whatever is working to get tons mm-hmm. and tons of people off of alcohol and living a life of accountability and, and abstinence in an area they struggle. Yeah. To that end, fill your roots. Like, amazing. Yeah. You know, we'll keep that up. Yeah. Like, really, really, and it's it's it seems kind of petty in the scope of some of the conversation we've had this evening, <laughs> you know, right. and, yes. and stuff like that, to be like... What do you mean about God? <laughs> right? Yeah. And Tell like me bring more it, about this and God bring you it believe to some, in. And bring it to some kind of like like high-level philosophical, oh, yeah. theological argument when really the do people those... that are going there aren't – like they're going because they need help now for this substance yeah. addiction abuse issue. Give me something bigger. But it, but it's the same. Right? So when it comes – my opinion of AA is very positive. Yeah. And – Really what I just want to do is have a conversation with a couple different people about this idea of a God of your own understanding divorced from the rest of the AA stuff. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's where it kind of falls short is the fact that it's the God of your own understanding, just having something bigger than yourself. And it's, it's imagine if you would, somebody who went to Sunday school and they never like Killed kids Sunday school like children's Sunday school, not 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 like you have a Sunday school class like some of these other churches do where it's like teens, young adults, okay. different age groups. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But you never graduated past the the you'll say grade five level. 
of faith. It's like, okay, you got you got the, the just roundabout, but let's look at the nuance. And that's where I see the God of AA or a God of your own understanding. They are not graduating to the next level because that takes too much work. But they still identify with their problem. They still, there, there's many things that I don't like about AA. Okay. The whole, so can but, consider this. So Alcoholics Anonymous started as a Christian, a Christian outreach program. It was began by the Anglicans, I believe. At the Oxford Institute, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it started off being very, very clearly, you know, um, a program that was made by Christians, kind of like for Christians or as a ministry tool to bring people to Christianity. In time, things change, right? Yeah. Stuff changes hands and value shift, et cetera, et cetera. And, but what happens when you get a whole bunch of people who are maybe Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or whatever. And are you going to say like, no, you can't do this program to be free from alcohol because you don't proclaim Jesus as God. Like, mm-hmm. because you, you but, have Vishnu or you have but Allah, they, but, but, you but, have whomever. So at that point you're like, okay, how do we, how do we make this word, this verbiage of this part where normally we bring people to Jesus when you no longer want to bring people to Jesus, you want to get people off of alcohol. Yeah. Like you're and, that's, shift- and that's what they've done. They've actually yes. done that already where yes. they were like, they've. But what I'm saying, like, we think of like God of your own understanding. I've heard people talk about like being told, like, ah, I don't know, think of the lamp <laughs> and just say like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you're now my higher power. And then like you just, you think of your lamp, you know, pray to it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Be an atheist, whatever. But. Go through something. this. Go through this step and choose something to be yeah. accountable to. Ultimately, yeah. And that's fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, like we can say that. Yeah. But I think when it started, it was to be inclusive to whatever people of whatever religion, and using verbiage that allowed them to participate without being alienated or told you're going to hell. Yeah. That's so they took so so you're saying they took a tool that had been working in in the Christian and made culture, it more made and, it and more just, universal. Yeah, and just tried to okay, fine. We're going to take this platform and Yeah. 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 But and, they they have diluted it to the point where it's nothing if not but some people that I researched were calling <coughs> it of the occult. They were like this is straight up cult behavior. There is no god here like they're they they have completely removed Jesus, God, any any um, any Christian but idea is so, gone. But any large scale group will get labeled as a cult nowadays. Yeah. Oh, happens yeah. any day. So, but like, like I said, some think, people. I'm not think, saying that. No, no. Think of it like this: institutionally, it's secular, mm-hmm. with a vest, with a step that's a vestigial organ of a religious past. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing than trying to promote weird new age, yeah, new age mysticism. Because people are trying to claim that they're becoming some sort of like mysticistic occultist thing. Yeah. But really they're just trying to make room for people to to just say, okay, I give in. There has to be a higher power and I'm, a cult, and my, I'm accountable to that. Because they're doing this for a purpose and that's to get off of alcohol. Yeah, because they realize that this isn't, this isn't working. This yeah, isn't good. This isn't Sunday school. Guys, this isn't theological training camp. Yeah. This isn't a church that is saying this. This is a secular group. Yeah. There's a big difference. And I don't but, think it's fair for Christians or theological people to hold a secular group to yeah. a Christian standard but that what, they themselves don't hold. But what do you do when people are claiming Christ? 
while simultaneously being like, oh yeah, God, like I, I, I did AA. So I, I, I oh, identify yeah. with this. Okay, right. come so, on. Yeah, now, <laughs> so yeah, now we're getting to a point where, I th- you know, we can have some interesting conversation. Yeah. Just to get rid of the bad actor. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, it, I, right? Again, like, I disagree with a lot of things with it about the structure, about identifying with your problem and be like, I am my problem. And I'm like, yes, but you're, you can be, re- as a Christian, yeah. there's a redeeming factor <clears throat> that's just not there. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to become a devout, a devout practitioner of a structured faith tradition, let's say yeah. of Islam, of Hindu, of Christianity, I think that the theological, the theological framework that you're submitting to yourself needs mm-hmm. to take precedence over what you learned in AA. And somebody needs to yeah. be bold enough to yeah. tell you that and be like, yeah. what you learned there, what you learned there got you through a time. Yeah. But now you are actually accepting an entirely different premise. Yeah. And we don't want you to fall off the wagon, but you can't project what you learned in this secular group that is helping you in a yeah. specific thing with the rest of these questions of life <laughs> that yeah. that are presented and that this religion is is bringing to bear here. Mm-hmm. So what about this? What if the whole thing is, and I, and I think maybe this would, it rang true, I realized I couldn't quit drinking on my own, right? Yeah. And so they have to, they have to in, in order to make it all inclusive, they just have to introduce this power this uh, of a higher being. You're yeah. not doing it on your own. Yeah. There's a support network. Submit to the higher power and it's like yeah. you can do this. And I think that it's a maybe a, like a mm-hmm. tool or a draw they use to draw yeah. people in. I mean, and if you're and if you if you're a missional person of another tradition, and let's just let's just stick with Christianity because we're all Christians. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a Christian then encountering somebody who's gone through AA and they're saying, Yeah, I totally believe in God. I'm totally a Christian. I've submitted to a higher power. You have an opportunity to ask questions. Yes. And I'm not saying this to judge anybody because in my experience in doing ministry and having people who've been through AA come to a Christian group saying that they're a Christian and finding out afterwards they're not the fact, I got this wrong. I missed these steps. Yes. I fucked this up. (laughs) So I'm not trying to like jump down anybody's throat. I'm speaking from a certain level of experience. Yeah. But you're presented with an opportunity to go through what what they learned about this higher power. Yeah. And in this way, because like we're used to dealing with people who are atheists. Yeah. Like, you know, in general, yeah. when you're dealing with the secular world, you're dealing with either people like you because we're in the West and the West is generally Christian. Yeah. yeah. You're either dealing with people who are obviously of a different, like say Hindu or Sikh because yeah. they, they look different. They wear turbans, brown skin. You know? yeah, yeah, no. Are you saying that you have to have brown skin to be a Hindu? No, just that most of them do, <laughs> you know, and it's fairly easy to tell yeah. brown skin, turban. Oh, you're probably Sikh. You yeah. Know? Um, well, Muslim wear the hijab or whatever, right? Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of, a lot, you can tell. Yeah, there's, a lot, yeah, there's a lot of them that have like physical, physical um, characteristics or garb or things like that, that, mm-hmm. that let, they tip you off of yeah. what they are. Yeah. So when we're dealing with people, when we don't know, we assume they're either Christian or we assume that they're humanist. Yeah. People that come through AA, they're in a hazy ground that we've forgotten about. And that's more like the pagan mind, the pagan mind that sees spirits everywhere <laughs> and 
engages with them, making barters and stuff like that for things that they want, mm-hmm. who don't have it clearly defined what spirit they're engaging with, or maybe have misnomers about which one it is, and it's working for them, but then they encounter Christ and they need to have a mind switch. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with somebody coming from AA, you need to do evangelism more like Paul and the apostles than what you think of uh, evangelizing just people and culture. Now, I don't know if it's because of who I was dealing with, but I have noticed that the people that I've had experience with, I'm patting my language a little bit here, are not very open to uh, reanalyzing their understanding of who God is or what it means to be a Christian because they'd be like, I'm a Christian, I believe in higher power. And then when you try and challenge them on that, they get very defensive. Well, I think it comes. To, I think it comes down to how you approach it, because yeah. I because th- if you come at it, if you ask a lot of questions, yeah, <coughs> what is your understanding of Christ? How did you come to Christ? You know, yeah, and they say, well, it's in the big book. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, well, the yeah, Bible? and the, nope, b- the, big the big book the is big what book. is is what the AA has as yeah. their yeah. manual. They call right. it the big book. So, but you got to think of it this way. They were given a strict roadmap that they need to follow to yeah. keep their sobriety intact. Yeah. Right? Because the, this this is this is the way, this is the path that you're on. Yeah. And if you follow this, your sobriety is protected. Now, you can internalize that so much that somebody calling into question what you think about a higher power or would clarifying, like, or clarifying like that or saying, all right, if you're going to become a Christian, there's a new way then they could interpret that as an attack on or they, sobriety. or they could just fear for the loss of their sobriety for the fact that this tool is no longer paramount you're in very, their life. You're very good face view of people. It's really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's an element of fear there. Yeah. Because, like, because you, which I get, I understand People don't that. want to go backwards. Yeah. yeah. People do not. Now, some people are retarded. Yes. Are just, are just, Im- are just impossible to deal with. And yeah. knowing the person who I know you're speaking of, I can, yeah. I can safely say that that person is pretty retarded. Yes. And everybody in their life has trouble dealing with that person in every capacity, regardless of whether it's religious work or life or life. Yeah. That person always makes life hard on themselves because they're thick as a brick. Yes. And, uh, and, and the thing is you, I've met a few people and you could tell they've all done drugs. Like, Oh, I used to do drugs. I'm like, oh, I know. You can tell. <laughs> Not surprising. Nobody. There's no way to hide a drug past. It, it's, it's unfortunate. And that's not a dig. It just is what it is. It's, it's yeah. Not, uh, great. You're out of it. Super happy. Like yes. I'm again, never going to dig on somebody for quitting drinking or drugs. I'm never going to be like, oh, are you sure that was the right decision? That's a. <laughs> but the, people ask me to drink. We should go for a drink. You'd be fun. And it's like, are you fucking dumb? <laughs> <laughs> you do not know. You do not want this. Yeah. Like nobody wants the thing that you're trying to bring about yeah. to happen. That being That's said, like, I have brought a guy who comes out of AA, NA, and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going for the bar to the drink to have a, have a beer. And I thought he had a health and really. No, he didn't. So you just sat there and had water. I'm like, wait, I know you used to do like these harder drugs, but you, you don't even have a beer. He's like, no, I'm, I'm clean and sober. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like I felt bad because I was there to watch the fights and have a beer. And I'm like, ah, sober. That's all right. It's cool. And he was fine. He was great. I love, I love hanging out with people that are 
very founded. Like, no, I can go to a bar and not be tempted. Like, just, I'm good. I love those people. They're fun. Mm-hmm. They are. It's it's no longer temptation. For, like, I yep. I could go to Christmas parties. Well, you see, Devin and I, every time we record, we have a couple drinks, and at no point you're like sweating, like, oh, man, I got, man, it, I really, it's really it's, tempting me. It's just not a part of my life. Yeah. It's not. That, for me, it's not, I, I, you know, I don't want to say there's no chance, but there's little chance of a relapse. There's, yeah. It's just not something I'm well, interested you've, in you've doing. You've gone again. through, since, since this happening, you've had uh, multiple deaths in your family area and stuff like, like my immediate your family, and my mother, my grandmother. And like, those, those are the fucking, those are the hardest. I'm sorry, but if my mom, my dad dies, I want to be the strongest man at the funeral. My mom dies. I'm like, I might be a blubbering might. Be a blubbering well, mess. My, like, yeah, we're, we were always a small family and it's like, we really whittled down. There's not a lot left. My, yeah. my grandfather died when I was in my twenties. Yeah. My, I didn't really ever know my father. I don't know whether he's alive or not right now. My stepdad died in my twenties. Yeah. My mom's passed in the last two years. My grandma passed in the last year. My dog yeah. died in the fall. Yeah. Your, your dog was fucking old too. Yeah, let's, was, not, so, let's not, yeah, let's not. I'm like, a goddamn country song. Yeah. So <laughs> if truck sets on fire, it's Ford. Yeah. So if there was a, if there was a time, you know, in the recent past when it's conceivable that a relapse could have happened, that mm-hmm. would have been it. Yeah. This is, I feel like I've gone through maximum stress. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like, I hope the next little while fucking tapers you, off. You didn't, yeah. you didn't go hard into cocaine. You didn't go back to the drink. You didn't, you're like, no, I'm, right. I can so, face these things. So. so you would be a much easier person if you weren't already a Christian at this point to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't feel threatened about no. what you're going to wind up as well, if you, if you, uh, forsake that path or if you minimize that path in any capacity. Yeah. Cause you've, you've been through that and come out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> that he's not peeing. He's pouring whiskey out of our gas can. Yeah, do you have any cold water? Uh, I got some water there and I, do you have any in the fridge? Oh, Lucky. Boo. Those are, those are fresh out of the, okay. these ones here are fresh out of the, uh, shed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I had to pour yeah. the, <laughs> I realized we're talking about alcoholics <laughs> instead of pouring a glass of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're in a Christian organization yeah. and somebody comes to you looking to, looking to join the church or looking to become part of your motorcycle club or your, or your any organization, outreach, yeah, your yeah, outreach or, or whatever it is, if, if they have a pass coming from AA, Maybe don't like judge them for their God of their own understanding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like we know lots of Christians have huge issue with that. And like you said, some go as far as to be like a cult practice, whatever. Yeah. Approach it like Paul, approach it like Paul did when he went to like Mars Hill and the Areopagus and stuff like that. Being yeah. like, I went around and I noticed you guys had, you know, a monument to the unknown God. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Very much an example, an, an analogous example of the God of your own understanding. Right? The people there, they had Zeus, they had Aphrodite, they had... Yeah, the all, catch-all. Yeah, they had all these various gods that they had shrines to. It's not just monuments, they're shrines that they brought yeah. sacrifices to. And they they worshipped these gods and made barters with them for things in, in return. And people would, they would go around and they'd be like... This is an area where there isn't a patron saint or, or sorry, not patron saint, patron God. Yeah. Um, they'd go around. There's not a patron God here, but 
a prayer that I had offered up to whichever spirit resides in this place came through for me. And so they'd put up an offer, an altar there saying to the unknown God, because they had no means of knowing yeah. what the name of that God is. There's no tradition. It almost feels to, like a catch-all. Like we, we just got to make, we don't want to hit one. We don't want to miss any. No, they're not trying to do it as a catch-all. They're trying to give honor to that specific one. Okay. That's again, a very good faith view of, of it. I, 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 don't know if I can give that same thing of, yeah. And if you see a, a, a get to an unknown god in a different area, it would be to the god of that area because the pagans they saw their gods as local patrons. Okay. So like like to First Nations where they think that God exists at all. Uh, no, it's like... it's different than that. Okay. Because the the Native Americans they see they see the Creator God as being the highest level of the highest level of God, the universal one that made all things. Yes. These various pagan ones, even Zeus is not the creator. It's a God under the creator that has dominion over, over the, the country of Greece or under like the, the mountain over there, or is the God of thunder, oh, okay, okay. et cetera. So it's different than the native um, conception of the creator. Yeah. Um, in fact, most ancient pagan narratives have they have a creator god and then gods under the under that creator god and those gods underneath um, insurrect murder the creator god and take over a management of creation without without that universal god anymore okay hmm. that's that's more how those ancient pagan narratives went so it's is very different than the native americans very different so anyway, yeah. the Native American one really frustrates me mostly because their lack of um, liter literature. Because they think God, it, well, that literature and the God, God is in all. Well, the Creator is in all things. Yeah, the, you, the, the Creator the, is nature. The Creator, and it's like I, again, I just strive for definition. I yeah, like, I but like, they don't have. They never had a quite a written language the way that other cultures did. No, so much earlier, and yeah. It could have been because of their nomadic, te uh, what do you call it, nomadic tradition of just going from what, like following the herds, following well, their food and, and where it, life was, right? Yeah, it was it was a tribal life. So they, yeah. were, no, they were nomadic tribes, really, you know, in yeah. the... And even the, Mayans were getting close. Yeah. They were getting very close because they could be like, oh, it's fucking warm. We just got to worry about crops. Stay alive, build a pyramid or whatever, yeah. or aliens, who knows? I don't know what to do with with the, <laughs> some of that stuff. Like pyramids, they're so big. I I fundamentally lack understanding because I get it that they're. I guess my mind explodes because they were supposed to have built this pyramid with technology that didn't exist at the time. Yeah. These stones were hundreds of miles away. Yeah. How, the, they they found the quarry where the where the stones come from, and it's like. How the fuck did these people move them with no equipment? Yeah, but no one ever questioned the Mexicans. They always questioned Egyptians, which is kind of racist. They're like, they didn't build these. Somebody else did. And then when it comes to Mexicans. With, with the like, Aztecs. Like, look what man is capable of. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it was them. This is who we would hire. Okay, but we're, but we're okay. My, maybe they don't have proper again, understanding of the Aztecs. I actually thought a lot, because where the Aztecs are, I thought a lot of their stuff was oh, standstone. They, sandstone. So I thought that was all carved. I actually didn't think it was stacked in the way the Egyptians were. 
Oh. It's, they're different. Like they're, they're in the they're in the general same shape. The construction of the pyramids is definitely a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they got they got some pretty big ones there that yes. are like super impressive. Yeah. Like uh, what was it called? I listened to like four pad podcasts on it and then now I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh we're getting back to Paul. So the <laughs> altar of the altar of the unknown god. Yeah. When you come across somebody in this position, you can be like, awesome. You have like this God of your own understanding. Like you don't know much about him, but you've submitted to him. And that's an important step. Now we're here to give you, to provide you with a tradition, a text, Mm -hmm. and a way of life that has definition and knowledge and participation with that God. Yeah. And regardless of of what you think of him... (coughs) Or what your experience has been, you can you can have faith that in some way, you know, you know, God Yahweh has has used this as a means to bring you a step closer and reveal something about Himself. Now we're going to bring you the rest of the way. Yeah, and we're, we're you know we're going to you know we're going to catechize you. We're going to teach you the creeds. We're going to baptize you. We're going to go through you know what Scripture says about who God is. But don't you think that that leaves an opening where the big book, as as I understand it, doesn't leave that same level of opening when it comes to, okay, this is this is an entry level, like this is you know the basics, it gets you going, where it doesn't bring you any further than that into. The, it's not supposed. It, it to. wouldn't. It doesn't serve its purpose to do that. Yeah. And they, they want. They've got. I guess their 12 they, steps. they would. They if they, would, if they uh, left it, they don't lose. want to leave anything open ended. They they got a, They've got their twelve steps, and everything has to be wrapped up. Yeah, in that. you have to yeah. think about what the purpose is. Right, right. Sorry, I kept trying to go back to its founding. If it, it was actually done yeah. by Christians, and if if the whole thing was about evangelizing it, then you, then you're exactly right. But it's not. It's about how do we fundamentally make this person stop drinking? Yes. Yeah. Now I think that it does allow. Anybody that's been through this 12-step program, the book definitely sets them up for a conversation about Christianity, you know, because hopefully they should have questions and intelligent questions at the end of it. Yeah, like when... If you find yourself in a meeting, you have a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not the problem that they need to deal with, but you definitely have a problem. (laughs) Define problem. (laughs) I don't know, man. Define... Define like, problem. Yeah, define problem. Because if some if, if somebody's at one of these meetings, like they know what their problem is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like and they're there to solve that problem. Yeah. They're not there to develop a a really solid theological scaffold. That's true. That yes. is, yeah. No. I w- and I wasn't trying to say that they need to, but at the same time, like if if you do find yourself in the position where you're even considering going and you do show up, you're like, okay, I must have something. Not saying you got a full like you're a full addict, always an addict, that that attitude towards things. It's just the I need to change something about my lifestyle so that I because you could see what it can lead to when you yes. actually see some people really that can't handle having a drink. That yeah. can't, like, just one is too many. Yeah, like, if you see that, you're like, okay, I know I'm not there, but I could see myself getting there. So let's let's figure out how to how to fix it. So problem, yes. Same problem, no. The the one th- this is an int- the, yeah. This is the one dynamic that I run into is I tell people I don't drink. Oh, I'm a non-drinker. Yeah, and they don't assume. Uh, to me, when I tell you if I'm a non-drinker, I make the 
the intuitive leap that that person consumes no alcohol. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. If you tell somebody I'm a non-drinker, they just assume that you just don't drink and to excess. Yeah. You still drink well, wine. Well, you look, might look at marijuana. Like, oh. Marijuana is a perfect example of it's like, oh yeah, I do weed. It's like, well, you're not a stoner. No. <laughs> like you're you're not you don't have a problem that much. Oh, you have weed once in a while. Or I I'm not a weed smoker. I don't identify myself as that problem. Same with alcohol. I don't I'm But not you a are drinker. a person you are a person who smokes weed. Another yeah. way of saying that is you are a weed smoker. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I'm that, but that's not how you're, you would define me. Like you'd yeah. be like, oh this is He's more than just that because he don't. Yes, he might do that, but I'm a not who I'm he is. a re, I'm okay. a regular cannabis user, but I don't think that it necessarily defines me as a person. But if, yeah. but if people, but it is a thing not, you do, right? It is like it's one of these things. Like I kind of get frustrated in how we throw these labels on ourselves mm-hmm. to the to the degree when you literally say what it is you do on a regular basis. You can't actually say that without feeling guilty that you made it your identity. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Like, like yeah. Danny, your position is as <laughs> fucked up as somebody who says I'm. I identify with my problem because <laughs> you're like you won't even let yourself say I do what I do. Yeah, you say no, I kind of do what I do, but I don't identify. Like you have to yeah. do so much explaining, and you're like, oh yeah, I totally smoke weed. I'm totally a weed smoker. Yeah, like you could say that and it not be your identity. Yeah, but you yeah. make it that way. Uh, no, no, by because, not saying because it. I feel like I need to do that because so many people have become that. Like if, if that, like my mother, if she heard this, she's not listening. Uh, if she heard this, she'd be like, "Oh, what is he doing?" Like she used to think drugs took this or weed took this person down the wrong path, and I had to go to her and be like, "Mom." that person wasn't going down a good path anyways. It wasn't like weed was the thing that destroyed them. They were already kind of shitty people. Well, it, <laughs> unfortunately, your mom's at an age, and if you would, if you paid attention at all to American cannabis propaganda through the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Which you couldn't avoid. It was pretty strong at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and they would show these wild pictures, and it's like, this has nothing to do with cannabis use. Yeah. And it's like, they really pointed this negative well even the word marijuana was made to sound more ethnic and more um spanish or mexican <laughs> so that no it was I it know, was made, I know what you mean. the fact <laughs> that you make it like, sound huh. more mexican means it sounds more dangerous this yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it just sounds less insurable to me <laughs> where you just say cannabis it's like oh yeah you can make speakers out of that it's a great material like great building material you can build houses like Fuck, you can do anything with cannabis. I think chlamydia sounds pretty. It sounds like a good soup. <laughs> I feel I feel somehow like it would be some sort of chowder featuring fish. Chowder. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I hear chowder, I think JFK. It was that episode of Simpsons. And Mayor Quimby. And Say chowder. Chowder. Say chowder. <laughs> chowder. I'm going to enjoy this, Frenchie. Yeah. Wow. So good. Sorry, where did that go from? Uh, from AA to The Simpsons. Oh. oh, it's always The Simpsons. Everything leads to The Simpsons. Yeah. It, wow. yeah. What a great show. President Trump. <laughs> I still don't. The problem is that you can't look back and see that that's what actually happened because there's so much no, but it did happen. video. 
It did happen. I don't know if it's true, though. Did it, did, it, did no, it happen I, and then I they got created? I, oh, the look, Simpsons? I was 10, oh, yeah. I was 10 in 1990. Simpsons came out in 1989. Yeah. I had like 15 Bart Simpson t-shirts. That motherfucking shit happened. Yes. But the whole Trump being called for president, coming down the escalator, person dropping the sign, like all the signs are like, <gasps> it's exactly like the TV no, show. No, it flashed the page of Trump is president. And I think it said the year also. But yeah, it definitely said Trump is president. On a page or on Simpsons. Yeah, it was when one of the it was when one of those episodes where they kind of like do a what if in the future. Yeah, and also the, in the Simpson movie, which is predates Trump, uh, where or no, uh, one of the episodes where Lisa becomes president it, again predates Trump, and it's like, oh, President Trump really left us with a shit show. Like they, I remember that one yeah. too. Yeah, I. Th- the, and there's like been, stuff like I that. W- happens. And I wish it I really knew. Does. There's like there's like twenty things the Simpsons is, the Simpsons have foretold. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, he's a time traveler. And then Matt Groening. Oh, do you do you think that uh, South Park is taking over? Because they kind of did. They kind of did it a few times. South Likely, because like Simpsons itself has kind of like it's it's just gone past its its useful creative yeah glory days. And yeah. a lot of this, like a lot of this stuff, happens when you get talented people who are intuitive in a in an environment. Where they get to just riff and riff with what ifs. Yeah. Because I mean, like a bunch of stuff is gonna be complete, you know, bullshit and, yeah. and not real. Yeah. Shit against but, the wall that you're just throwing just to right? see what sticks. But one of those guys here's, you know, uh, here's a an interview of Trump in the early '90s, being like, "Yeah, I would, I would run for president, probably like a Republican, because I know that they're stupid enough that they would vote for me," like, which yeah. is a thing he said which is the thing that he really did say i mean he so that that's in the zeitgeist in the in you know that stuff and so Kirk somebody Obey was talked, yeah. somebody is probably like all right guys what if trump what, actually, know, what if he actually won. does it and won <laughs> right yep. like and, and then boom it shows up in a one second clip on simpsons and they move on yeah like is that some kind of like code that the illuminati is behind everything i think yes <laughs> but we, we've cl- we've touched on other episodes that I wear a tinfoil hat. Also, today was t- Kurt Cobain would be fifty four today. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say he actually spoke out about having today. Trump yeah. as a president. He's like, yeah, Trump would be a great president because I can't buy him. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Cobain said that. that. Yeah. yeah, he was totally like, hey, we need a guy like Trump. Trump. I don't know if he was talking about Trump directly, yeah. but a guy like him. Right. So the very fact that he would make a comment like that, not being a politician, not being uh, a writer, nothing. Just, just no right winger. He's from just Washington. knowing the fact that okay, in the states, people were talking about this in the early nineties. Yeah, like so it, it didn't come all the way out of life. It left didn't field, come all it? the way out of mm-hmm. left field. That's fair. Like, yeah. it, like this was part of this was part of cultural discourse. Yeah, people were like, man, what if, what if this this rich New Yorker guy has got all these connections? Does that decides to take a run at the office? Yeah. Well, at the time when he was doing the Prentice and stuff, it probably seemed like a good idea. It's like, look, you're whipping these people into shape. You're like, look, what could you do with the American economy? You're turning all these businesses around. Yep. And, and the thing this. is, he was very progressive back then, too, because I remember watching The Apprentice and Kawasaki wanted to do a motorcycle ad through him. <clears throat> and they were like, oh, let's have these guys and girls. And then it was a gir- it was a Kawasaki. So they're like, oh, we should put the girl on the front seat and then the guy sitting on the back. And they were like, the guy was like, I'm not doing that. That's not realistic at all. So they had the girl sitting on the bike and then a guy just standing there. And even Trump at the time said, oh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go a little further and have the guy sit on the back seat." Like they were talking about this pre, oh, what year was that? That would have been 1998 or something like that. 
like when the show was still going. And I'm like, oh, so he's a progressive dude. So this whole right wing, left wing bullshit that, that, yeah, no, he's a progressive. Absolutely. Yeah. To be as successful in business as he was, he had to be somewhat progressive because it's, he was constantly diversifying, investing in new things. Yeah. Yeah. But like a good pitch man, you you got to know what's going to sell to your base. Yep. And, <laughs> and, 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 progr- I, and progressive ideals aren't what's going to sell. So even if maybe he has those positions or would make decisions based on them, that's not what's going to get him elected. So that's yeah, not he, what he's going to talk no. about on the campaign trail. That's right. And he, he, I do, th- and I think he hit the nail on the head. He's a pitch man. I think yeah. he's a salesman. Mm-hmm. I think he's a snake. He's blog, a comedian. So. Yeah, yeah. He's, I don't. Well, I mean, he, we talked about we talked about grifters. Like he being, is being being relatively is successful most as successful people. grifter. Yes, I've ever heard of. Yep. People but are going to think we're Democrats. It <laughs> doesn't. It doesn't mean it's not a grift. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean get less of a grift. Yeah, I'm not, just yeah, he's I'm not saying I agree with him. The man's been convicted of rape. He's. I'm not yeah, saying no, he's accused. an all good person. No, he was convicted. Was he convicted? I believe so. Yeah. By who? Which one? I don't know. The the latest one? Yes. No, he never got convicted. Well, that's what the report No, he had to settle. Like, he had to pay her out, but well, he was never convicted. Well, and now she's and now she's suing him again because he said, oh, I'd never sleep with a woman like that, which is apparently slander. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'd never sleep with her. There it's no- like, oh, well, you think I'm ugly then. And they're literally, that's literally her case is oh the fact God. that it's slander and she's trying to sell a book. Oh. You didn't know about that? No. Oh yeah, no, she's she's dirty. I hate it when like, people can, try to capitalize. I, she she might be dirty, but in all honesty, if it was true, would it surprise you in and of the slightest? It's probably true. I like really. Yeah, no. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Well, simultaneously, no. I don't know why he rape seems so underneath him. Like when you've got that much money, you could literally pay for any woman you want. Well, that okay, but that takes the sport out of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, then why? That then takes why did the power Bill sleep with Monica Lewinsky then? Right, uh, Bill, Bill power, Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton was the most powerful he's a man. Dog. Well, yes, he was that, exactly. His dick but, I'm sorry, like, yeah. but it's but if it's like if if it just comes down to him. to powerful men sleeping with attractive women only. Bill Clinton. He could do way better than Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. No, like, she let's she was be real. She yes. was pretty good for the time. It was, I know it was the early 90s, but that, that hair does nothing for us now, but the rack would have. No, I th- I look at her as a 40-year-old man now who thinks she's pretty all right, but at the time I was like, what the fuck are you thinking, old man? Really? Oh, yeah. No, I thought that woman was not attractive then. I, I, now? We just learned that Mike has a type. <laughs> no. No, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, getting your dick sucked. I'm like- <laughs> I know. Everybody, was... everybody looks down on cocksuckers. They're my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. it's one of those things of at the time yeah. <laughs> like, there, like there, there's been playmates that have talked about their time with Hugh Hefner yeah. and being like he didn't even sleep with us Yeah, he just wanted he just wanted us to do stuff to him like weird stuff be, so that he could say he had the power to make us do it yeah and then he would go jack off to porn in the in the in the bathroom, <laughs> like because that's what act you know that's what that's what actually got his, his yeah. Rock so off. the other stuff was all about power and manipulation. Absolutely, that, yeah. he talks about that. There, there's a Netflix documentary on him, oh, and then Playboy and everything. It's actually quite good. It's wild. It's really quite hmm. good. Yeah. So like you, sometimes we think that these acts of like rape or sexual assault and stuff like that are about sex. They're not. About power. It's, it's about power. They're not doing something for sexual gratification. They're doing something 
for a kind of gratification that you don't know about, that I don't even know about. Yeah. It's you, a you different can't, thing. You can't get through um, through financial means, something that money that can't, can't buy. Yeah. Yep. You want something, yeah, you want something that mauer, that, that money can't buy, that, you know, like just fame can't buy. You want something, you want to be able to make somebody do something against their will and know that you have the ability to do that. With, with, and, no, and no profit. That's like the worst thing yes. I can imagine is because, getting to the point of, of having that level of power. It's like, I just want to see how far I can fucking push this thing yeah, and, and get away with it and pay And nothing. devaluing people because that's what you're doing. It's like yeah. you're seeing how much of your value as a person I can strip away. Yeah. In by doing those acts. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I don't I'm 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 praying and hoping that that's never been the case mostly because it's just it's bad for not just people but a country to have somebody like that in charge. Yeah, it well, is. simultaneously <laughs> it really is. It really like, is. It's like one of those things where it's like that's why the the Trump phenomenon baffles me to a degree. Like on a certain level, like on the surface level, I can see why people vote for him, et cetera, et cetera. On the character and like, yeah, just the character level. I'm like, yeah. really? Do you know what? I think that, really? that, like this, that is. This a, is attractive? Uh, what's, what was the Ford? He was the mayor of Toronto. He was oh, Trump. yeah. Um, Doug Ford. Doug, yeah, Doug Ford. Ford. Yeah. Doug Ford. The more he fucked up, the more people liked him. Same as Redneck Ralph in Alberta. The more he fucked up, the more people liked him. When he, it's like his approval rating. Redneck Ralphs were were approval ratings were never higher than when he went into the homeless shelter in Edmonton and told the homeless guy to get a fucking job. That was absolutely the most Alberta ever loved him. And I think, and I think that, and I think that's why Donald Trump is popular. He is a whether he feels like a real person. It's like, yeah, he. Whereas like Bill Clinton. Uh, Barack Obama, they didn't, they just, they're almost characters, right? But yeah, the it, whereas if these people made mistakes, like fucking uh, Trump's been bankrupt, it's like people yeah, identify no, with him. No, no, he, he is, he has put multiple business in bankruptcy. He has never, he himself has never been bankrupt. Going, putting a business into bankruptcy is not the same as being but, bankrupt. But, it makes for a great campaign, <laughs> you know. It does. Yeah. Like, if, if you're a Democrat, let's, let's that makes loosen. For a... Let's loosen the tie and tell you about what financial hardship. You yeah. Know? Oh I've, yeah. On both I've sides, been, that's the thing. You I've like been a Democrat can be like, hardship. He can't even keep a business running. He's gone bankrupt this many times, and it's a yes for them. It sounds great. And then the other guy on the other end is like, I know your hardship. I've been through bankruptcy. It's like. Yes, you're a you're yeah. a corporation, man. It, like on, really, just, on, on this one, on this one, I'm so much more with the criticism of the man than I am with the like. Okay, I, cool. No, I'm on the Be- business side because I'm like, this is obviously a grift because this is what grifters no, do. Some businesses don't we're pan ha- out. Yes. You invest a shitload into them and they just don't work. Right. No matter how much money you've put into, it, it's like this is failing. I need to put it into bankruptcy. Yes, that that is true. However, like, however, however. When, when you look at somebody like, you know, like, like a grifter mm-hmm. who is a charismatic individual who will just throw shit at the wall, no matter what, knowing that however much damage they do when the shit hits the fan, they've, they've covered their own ass mm-hmm. or they will move on and use the good parts of this that are, you know, like positive perception in order to another thing and another thing and another thing so that they personally... 
Yeah, that's so, that's so, a little too far. That's a, you're giving him a way too much credit on that one. Like that he really thought ahead. He's like, oh, this is going to make me look better in the future. No, it's very much a. a no! There's. I think it's very much a degree of id and intuition. <laughs> Rather than planning. The thing is, if he hits, he hits big. If he if he misses, gonna, it's just money. Like really uh, it's want, worth the risk. I want to check about. I want to see his financial stats. I actually understand it differently than you. I thought that he had been personally bankrupt several times. He came. He, Donald no. Trump's wealth came from family money. He, he borrowed has, a million dollars from his father once. I think I really got to read into this because that's not my understanding of it. My understanding of it is that he took a one million dollar loan from his father one time and paid he paid him back, but it was two start businesses, two start things, and that since then he's been self sufficient. My understanding of it that is not my but, understanding. But you don't. But it, it sounds if like if a you, lot like something a grifter would say. I know, but if you were to, if you had a ton of money, would you just run one business, or would you if you had so much money, it's like okay, this business is doing great, I can invest in something else. Yes. Yeah, you do it. Can you, you imagine it. how much how much opportunity and random bullshit would strike good if a grifter had a lot of money to start with? Yeah. And he's right, like, 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 right. and that's what he does. But how much money do you sink into something before you're like, this isn't fucking working. I need to put this one into bankruptcy because this is it's 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 a sinking ship. If you, you as a if corporation Trump, if Trump was what he as says a he corporation, is. you can put businesses into bankruptcy without having to be bankrupt yourself. Otherwise you're hemorrhaging funds. Right? If, if he was if Trump was what he says he was, then then Kevin O'Leary would be would have would have run multiple no. Yeah. No, Kevin O'Leary is not the same. Yes. No, absolutely. He, no, he would be, but his wife ran over somebody while drunk on a <laughs> boat. He was running for prime minister, he was on his way. Yes. Allegedly, no, what, I'm, what I'm saying. His, on a, no, I'm, I'm just talking about business, and not in a political sense. I'm, oh, but, I was talking political okay, because I'm, in business, yeah. again, Kevin O'Leary, love the guy. He's very great. Yes. His wife made a mistake while being inebriated, possibly. Fuck, I'm going to edit this one just so I don't get sued. <laughs> but but, Kev, but Kevin O'Leary hasn't run businesses into bankruptcy. And if Trump was the level of businessman that he claims to be, he would have the same level of success. Yeah, but successes. Kevin O'Leary's not as marketable. No offense, but he's just not the same. Like he's, I like him again. How is he not as marketable? He's had more TV success than Trump. Yes, but he hasn't taken it as far. He just hasn't. No offense to him. Maybe it's because, so, he's, not, his maybe because he's not a down. grifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe exactly he's it. legit. He's not a grifter. Yes. He's legit. Yeah. I'm right? not trying to, again, not speaking dispar- disparagingly of him. He's not a grifter. He's an actual business no, person exactly. who I takes know. it serious. But my point isn't that Kevin O'Leary is a grifter. My point is that Trump is a grifter. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> and Nobody's I'm, disputing and, yeah, that. Yes. It's very much down to saying, trying to say that Trump is an equal no. businessman to Kevin O'Leary. And, and no. my position is he's not. No, no, because Kevin O'Leary knows when to be like, no, I'm good. And he pulled out a prime minister, running for prime minister in Canada because he had some issues. Why'd he stop? Kevin O'Leary would have been amazing. Yes. I'm going to say Maybe. I, I'm not entirely sure. But at the same time, like. In the world I, I, of I Trump. See, I see the the direction you're going and I don't dispute that. Okay. I, but like, it's a good counterpoint to be like, okay, here's a guy with a modicum of humility and who's not a sociopath. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, yeah. And being like, okay, like I can respect that. Yeah. That I don't see that in Trump. And is so, that, is that your own biases or is that, um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a pretty conservative guy. I like, I like Republicans. I like, yeah. you know, I like all that, but like when it comes to character, it's oh, yeah. not track record because 
His character Grif- is a joke. Grifters have track records that read like bipolar mood swings. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. But they always have a new thing, have a new hustle, have like another yeah. thing, right? And that's Trump to the oh, yeah. to the nines. He will bullshit his way through everything through pure id and intuition and ego. Yeah, and I'm I'll, I'll I'll say it. Trump's character is a joke. He doesn't have it a is. character. And you that's said I mean. and you said something earlier being like you said like I think it's dangerous for a country to have somebody leading who has no character, who who is kind of, who would do something like that. Yep. And he is the guy that would do something like that. He is yep. the guy that has no character. And, and that's, that's the thing, that's the thing that is the worst about him. And, that, and that's fact, why I've, you've heard me say multiple times, I'm, I'm defending myself on this one. Yeah. He was great then, not necessary now. The fact that he's probably going to be running the shit again is... Yeah, I think it's a disgrace. Mind-boggling. It's a disgrace. I, I think it's, it's, it's a disgrace. It's, it's wrong. It's a sin. I'll call it a sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a sin. It is It is a missing of the mark when these are your two options and somehow this guy comes back because there are some great people out there, some really honest-to-goodness, good character people that have given for their country and sacrificed and, and not tried to make a, you know, make a billion dollars yeah. off of this job. And out of the entirety of eligible people in America, not a single one can rise to the top over these two fucktards? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yes, it's a joke. The American joke. politics right now is a joke. It's so frustrating because they literally have so much influence on the world. <sighs> ours is so ours is terrible too. Oh yeah, yeah. We just don't have the influence. No. Yeah, we yeah we <laughs> we don't have the stakes. I literally exactly. have to edit just so I don't get sued by somebody I like. No, you covered your you covered your your. your I know, but I said his wife did something when I may not know the full details of it, and I apologize if that's the case. Because if she did do that, sucks for the family. If she didn't do that, and that's just a lie that I heard, well, I don't want to misspeak. Well, simultaneously, yeah, it's kind of one of those. See again, again, you've you've covered your ass here. Covered my ass. You already did it. Yes, Uh, Kevin O'Leary. If you hear this, um, huge fan. Come on our podcast. Come on our podcast. Yeah. Come with stock tips. Stock run, tips. I run, don't know. Run, run for prime minister. Mike will vote out. for you. I'll, I will. I will vote. I, I love voting for assholes. <laughs> I just call them, fuck. We're never going to get them on. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. We totally went off the rails. But I like it. This was a fun conversation. We should probably no. wrap up. We're at uh, hour 48. And, yeah, this uh, is perfect. Perfect. Uh, we started at our proper time. Um, closing thoughts. Be, be open-minded. Be polite. Be kind. Be gracious. Just be a good person. Yeah. Don't be a fucktard. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I think this is a great episode to bring that back on. God bless. Don't be a dick. Don't.